Hi, I'm Debbie from Property Apprentice, and today's podcast is a little bit different from the usual. So instead of doing a weekend review, because we've got Easter this weekend, I'm going to record uh, this video, which is about how to fix the rent crisis. And the weekend review will be back on board next Friday after Easter. Okay, so today's topic, how to fix the rent crisis. We've seen lots of commentary recently about a lack of rental properties available, particularly in Auckland and Queenstown especially now that borders are open and international students are returning. Many previously available rental properties are now only available for short-term accommodation, for example, Airbnb or Bookabatch, which also caused a shortage in the long-term rental market, which has resulted in increase in rents as well. So there's five reasons why this is happening. First of all, the removal of the ability to end a tenancy with 90-day notice now, although only 2 or 3% of tenancies were actually ended using the 90-day notice clause, it gave landlords peace of mind that they could get rid of a problem tenant if they had to without going through the sometimes arduous process of having to prove the reason that they wanted a tenancy to end. For example, if the tenant was threatening the neighbours, it can be difficult to get the neighbour to agree to front up in the tenancy tribunal. So most landlords are now being particularly choosy when they're selecting tenants in order to reduce the risk of getting a potentially problematic tenant. And some landlords feel more comfortable with just providing short-term rental accommodation so they don't have to worry about this at all. Number two, fixed-term tenancies are no longer really fixed-term. They only end if both the tenant and the landlord agree. This is another reason that some landlords feel more comfortable with short-term accommodation strategies like Airbnb or Bookabatch, for example. And an example of why could be if you have a holiday home that you only use over a certain period of the year, like for example in Queenstown, you might only use it over the winter months, you might have previously offered it as a rental for a fixed-term tenancy for the months that you weren't going to be using that property. But now, uh, with the new rules to the fixed-term tenancies, you'd run the risk that the tenant might say at the end of the fixed term, they might say, nah, I don't want to move out, I want to stay here. And then you'd miss out on the opportunity to have your holiday home available when you were wanting to use it. So for that reason, there's a lot of people who are also choosing to rent their holiday homes by those short-term rental accommodation strategies instead. And thirdly, healthy home standards. Now, I, I don't have an issue with most of the changes for healthy homes. I think it actually makes good business sense to have a rental property that's warm and dry. You know, tenants tend to stay longer in those properties. They're healthier, all that sort of stuff. So it's, in, in my opinion, it, it's a good move for the healthy home standards. However, when it comes to holiday homes and some investment properties, they might not yet meet the healthy home standards. So if you rent the property out as short-term accommodation, for example, less than 28 days, or only to people who are staying there during the holiday, it doesn't fall under the Residential Tenancy Act. So you might not need to go to the expense of bringing that property up to healthy home standards. Number four would be the removal of interest deductibility of the mortgage on a rental property. This is resulting in landlords needing to increase rents as much as possible. Sometimes the rental income from Airbnb, for example, can be higher than what you could achieve in a long-term tenancy. And in some situations, this is the only way that the landlord can afford to continue owning the property. 
especially with mortgage rates increasing. And this tax year, from the 1st of April 23 to the 31st of March 2024, this is going to see landlords who bought their rental properties before this tax change, they're going to lose 50% of their interest deductibility. Next tax year, they'll only be able to claim 25% of the interest on their mortgage. And from the 1st of April 2025, they won't be able to claim anything. So I'm actually expecting to see more landlords facing more significant financial pressure, again, because of the combination of increasing interest rates on their mortgages and also the loss of this tax deductibility. So a lot more landlords facing financial pressure could find themselves in a position where they are forced to sell their rental properties. And that's just going to impact further on the shortage of rental properties, which in turn is going to put more pressure on rents you know, increasing market rent and properties that are left available in those areas. And that's caused by the increased demand for a fewer number of properties. Number five, the ring fencing of tax losses. Now, this was implemented on the 1st of April 2019. And this basically means that if your rental property makes a financial loss, in other words, it costs you more than the rental income earned in that financial year, the losses are carried forward into the next tax year. So think of it kind of like a tax credit. So, although it's not, strictly speaking, a tax credit, but it helps my brain think of it like a tax credit. So I'm not an accountant, and I know that that's completely incorrect when it comes to accountants speak, but yeah, that's the way my brain works. So instead of getting a tax refund on the losses that you've made, you now have to carry those losses forward into the next tax year. So what it means is that it delays the length of time before you'd normally start paying tax on profit. And this has actually made it harder for landlords to provide rental properties in the first few years after purchase because they don't get help with that significant loss that can sometimes occur in the first few years. Unless They've got a big wad of cash so that they don't need to have a mortgage or that they can put a significant amount of cash down to reduce their mortgage costs, which, you know, to be blunt, most landlords don't have that sort of financial backstop that they can use. So, yeah, ring fencing of tax losses has had a significant impact on the cash flow for rental properties and even for people who bought properties before those changes were brought in. So how do we fix the current rent crisis? You know, we've got about 85% of New Zealand tenants in New Zealand who rent from a private landlord or trust. And in my opinion, the government should make it easier for private long-term rental providers to do this, since the government clearly can't provide enough rentals to house a third of New Zealand's population that live in rental accommodation. The changes that they could make, number one, get rid of the ring fencing of tax losses. Number two, get rid of the removal of interest deductibility for mortgages on rental properties. Every other business is allowed to deduct the interest cost on loans. So why are the rules different for rental businesses beyond me? Um, thirdly, get rid of the restrictions around ending fixed-term tenancies. And number four, reinstate the option for landlords to end periodic tenancies by giving 90 days notice. If they don't do that, then the tenants are going to face continued increased rents and more problems finding available rental properties. Property investing has always been the best way for average New Zealanders to strengthen their financial position so they're less reliant on government and retirement. Landlords that can afford to provide rental properties will continue to thrive 
especially at the moment because prices are coming down on houses and rents are increasing. So that's actually increasing the rental returns on properties that are being purchased today. But, you know, there's something else that I think needs to be said here. And that is that there's been a recent announcement about the tax breaks, that's for lack of a better word, for build to rent accommodation. So, you know, these are this is when you've got more than 20 rental units on one piece of land or neighbouring pieces of land. So, you know, these are large landlords or corporate landlords. And I'd find it hard to believe that it's this current government's intention to make the rich richer and the poor poorer. So in my opinion, tenants and landlords, especially the mum and dad landlords, we all need to band together so that we can either get the government to fix the rule changes that they made, or we band together to change the government. Thanks for listening.